Hi, this is Steve Sharp. Welcome to another episode of the Trouble Brewing Podcast coming to you from Emerald Republic Brewing on Government Street. Come by here and uh, buy some good beer from, uh, from Phil, the owner here. Get some food from the Rustic Spoon food truck that's parked out front here. Today, I have Ryan Goldberg and Tony Hess with the Campfire Fund. Campfire Fund was started a few years back to uh, help provide resources for uh, for men with uh, to help them out with mental health issues. So glad to have them on today, gentlemen. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for inviting us. Yeah, we appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, good to be here. So, how did this come about? Well, unfortunately, in uh, November of 21, we lost a really good friend of ours um, to suicide. And we decided, we had a kind of a memorial at my house the next week, and we decided at that point in time that we would organize um, a music event in, in memory. And he was a fantastic local musician, uh, very young, 23 years old, uh, still a wonderful human. And so we talked to our friends and musicians, everybody was on board, and as we started planning this out, um, we got to the point where we thought, what can we do more than just have a memorial? Can we get some raffle items? Can we raise some money? Can we help get some people into therapy? Talked to some friends that are um, therapists. They said, yeah, they'd be willing to work with us. Started talking to some local businesses. They were very willing to start donating some raffle prizes. Um, talked to the folks at Emerald Republic. They're all on board. So. We had this event um, in April of 22. We raised about $7,000 on that Sunday. And the next day, uh, I had phone calls of people needing help and we got them right into therapy. And since that time, uh, we've been doing this for just over a year now. We have about 25 people in therapy. Wow. Um, we do events when we have time because we're all volunteers. So mm -hmm. we do a couple events a year. We do some small events, but that's how we got started. I've been to both of the events here. And, uh, yeah. You always have a good turnout. I know you have a number of music musicians that come in, yep. um, mostly local. Uh, I know you, right. but also you have Brett Benton come in. Yes. Uh, he's up in Montana, I think, somewhere out there. He's bouncing between Ellensburg, Washington, and Missoula, Montana right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but he'll be settling down in Missoula in the next month or so. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, he's a very talented musician. The first time I actually ran into him was at uh, the Blues Night at Seville. Yep. A few years ago. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, um, when I was when I moved back to Florida in 2004, um, Brett and his little brother Blake uh, were, gosh, um, 13 and 15 maybe, oh. and they're skateboarding through the neighborhood, tearing stuff up. And that's how I met them. Became really good friends with their dad. And Brett and I have had a have a really good relationship since then. Um, he is a great human, and he is our vice president, co-founder currently for the Campfire Fund. Okay, really good. Yeah. How did you get involved, Tony? Um, my, back in November of 2021, 20, my daughter was to marry the young man who okay. took his life okay. uh, about a week later. They were to be married on uh, Thanksgiving Day, actually. And the week before that was when that event happened. And, uh, and, and it was really out of a fire that was created 
from all of his friends and family and co-workers because he he really was an extraordinary man he, he was young 23 years old you know but he he sang and loved music from all genres and all age groups and and he actually never met a stranger you know just people that met him for five minutes have stories to tell about him. yeah that's and great. so um, while we were all sitting with our angst and our anger and our helplessness um, that that feeling that we had to do something turned into this and if if it were left to me i'd still have all of those feelings and still be wondering what i could do about it i was part of the discussions when it, we talked about having a music fest but this man is a doer mm-hmm. and and so you know we became an official 501c corp and uh, what july last year yeah july of 22 we became official yeah. with the state with the irs and um so it allows us to raise money and be tax exempt and go on about helping people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you bringing in money from any other revenue streams besides having the, you know, the when you have the, the yeah. get together here? Yeah, we bring in a good bit of money monthly from uh, Facebook and Instagram. People will do fundraisers <coughs> for their birthdays or fundraisers for this or that. And so every month we get a a good check nothing nothing outstanding but we get good checks we've had some really big donors this year um that have really helped us get on top of things and we're currently have enough money in the bank that we can bring in new uh patients and we can easily pay for our therapy sessions and we don't have to worry right now about how are we going to buy t-shirts or how are we going to buy hats or how are we going to buy you know some swag items that we're going to either raffle off or sell and we've been very lucky in that regard that we have some money in the bank we are paying for therapy and one of the best things about about it is we're all volunteers and every penny that we make uh that we that we that is donated to the campfire fund goes into therapy so nobody's taking any money out of that account except for paying our therapist. Right. Yeah. So there is nobody on a wait list to get therapy right now. There, there, there are some people that I would say are on a wait list, and the discussion um, late last week and early this week with our therapist was, we need a couple more people. Who do you suggest? And so now I have some names and numbers of a few more therapists locally um, that that we're in the process of contacting and working out with, so that we can get more. So hopefully by the end of this week. We'll go from two therapists to four therapists, and we're also trying to work with a local psychiatric group that can prescribe medicine as needed for any patients that may need that. Okay, so the wait list is not because, and I'm not saying you don't need more funds, right? But it's because you don't have the our therapists therapy are swamped. resource. Yeah, okay. our therapists right now are swamped, and I know there are a lot of therapists in Pensacola. The therapists that we're currently using are folks that we uh, personally know. Mm-hmm. Um, we have board members that have been, we have friends that have been, and we, we trust their judgment. And I'm very cautious when I talk to potential therapists on what their political, religious affiliations are and to make sure that that does not in any way enter into therapy. Right. Because I, I want to make sure that people are receiving help and not receiving any type of judgment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's I, I can understand where that's important. How are you reaching out to the individuals that might need the therapy? They find us. 
Okay. They find us on Facebook. They find us on Instagram. Our website's out there, uh, thecampfirefund.org. Or they reach out to somebody that is either in therapy or has been in therapy with us or is a friend of a board member. And they say, hey, I'm in a spot. I need some help. All right, fine. Here's it. And, and realistically, all it takes is call our therapist and tell them you need some help and the campfire and can the campfire fund pay for it or i've already talked to the campfire fund and they're going to pay for it and then we slide them in we usually start with six visits and at that point the therapist will do an evaluation and tell us what they think they need and then we figure out the budget okay it's like we added two people really last week Um, one came to us through one of our sponsors knowing what our total story was right. and knew right. who to turn to. Uh, the other was family of a, of a board member. So, But the word gets out there. It's kind of funny. I wore this t-shirt to a local establishment. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy that served me a drink, as soon as he walked up to take an order and serve my drink, he, he saw the, just this part, you know, which is just the flaming guitar. Right. And he goes, Campa. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah. And he tried not to charge me for the drink. They say that, you know, it's such a great cause. I love what you guys are doing. It is. And uh, I I paid for the drink. It was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you're trying to find the right way to frame this question? Do you think you're reaching most of the guys out there that need this? Or what? And I I didn't want to say what percentage, but. No, I I don't think. What are your thoughts? I think we're reaching a small percentage of the folks that need help. I think that the circumstances around how we've grown up in this generation and the the taboo of expressing your feelings as a man um, keeps a lot of people away from therapy or away from talking about their feelings. Um, I really, it's weird, It's when we, when we first started, the discussion between me and Brett was, well, we know we can raise money, we know we can pay for people getting into counseling, but how do we get people to talk about it more? How do we get them to broach that subject? And through no fault of our own, it's happened just through these events. People come to the events and they see the events and they see the social media postings and they talk about it and they talk about the work we're doing and they know somebody that's using it. And people have been very open about the fact that they're going to counseling. And there have been very few people that that have been quiet about it. So out of the 25 or so people that are actually in counseling, there are quite a few that will see us out and say, hey, I'm, I'm using the campfire fund and it's been such a great help to me. So they're talking about it. So that's helping. But I think, you know, we're probably reaching a very small single-digit percentage of, of the people that need it. And it's a growing problem because really since COVID, you know, the yeah. numbers have spiked. Right. And right. it's not something we're hearing a lot about. But, yeah, because but, of the isolation. Yeah, but but it's, it's spiked. And so the need is even greater. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a, in a world right now where people communicate digitally. Mm-hmm. Podcasts, you know, chats. Right, right. Uh, a face-to-face discussion scares the crap out of people. Right, right. Because yeah. that's not how we communicate anymore. Yeah. But so the thought of going to a therapist where you have to bury your soul, as, especially as a man who that's, A, not his strength to begin with. It's not a superpower. So, um, and to tell that issue to another really stranger face-to-face uh, is difficult. So I think there's a lot of people who still don't come forward. And it's kind of part two of what we hope to accomplish. 
is that it's okay to talk about it. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and what we've done through the, the events we've done so far is, as I think that's happened you know, for a lot of people who understood they talked about it and everybody didn't shy away or change the subject or, you know, that, they, that there's a problem and we need to deal with it before it deals with you. How do you think you can expand your outreach to the to the folks that do need it? Do you have any thoughts on? Yeah, we have a lot of thoughts on that, and and <laughs> we realistically, discuss we discuss this a lot. Um, you know, everyone's a volunteer, and so we all have one or two jobs that we do on a regular basis besides campfire. And it would be fantastic if we had a full-time social media person. It would be fantastic. And I, I have a guy that does our website stuff. He does it as a volunteer, but he just graduated college and he's getting married. And it's going to become smaller and smaller percentage of his time that he can allot to, to campfire. And there's a lot of people that have asked if they can volunteer, but I'm not a community organizer. Like, I'm a physicist by degree, right? I'm, oh, okay. I'm not good with people. And I know that, and I'm okay with that. But, um, <laughs> like, taking this and turning it into something that has more outreach and that, you know, brings in more money and that pays for more therapy is something that scares the hell out of me a little bit because I don't know how to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and so, at some point, we need to find some board members that have a passion for it and have experience doing it. And I think that would help us grow. And I think if we can, if we could get some full-time social media help, that we could reach a lot more people, bring in a lot more money, and then we need an event planner. That and we've been planning all the events ourselves, um, but you know, social media and event planning would really, I think, drive us a lot further. So if somebody's interested yeah. in volunteering, you're open to. I'm open to it. Uh, you know, the campfire fund at gmail.com. Reach out to me and let me know what your skill set is. Be happy to talk to you. Okay. Because okay. realistically, we started this this board, and it was people that knew and loved Elijah, people that wanted to help, people that are like personally touched or have experience with mental health issues. Rusty Strain is one of our board members, yeah, and okay. Rusty he he knows everybody that's involved. He wanted to be a part of it, and he want and he helps out as much as he can. But that is one dude that is so busy, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, but our board is a bunch of good people wanting to do good work, but are very limited in their free time. Yeah. So, yeah. And really, the kind of the worst thing we could do would be to open the floodgates and not be prepared right. for that. You know, we don't yeah. want to have a problem, the problem of turning people away or bottlenecking a little yeah. bit's coming from growth, organic growth, and not by not having enough yeah. funds. You want to be able to service that. the folks yeah. that are coming to so, you. Right. I feel like we're ramping up at about the same speed or maybe this first time you know yeah that it, it bottlenecked a little on us but uh, you know we need to ramp up at that speed so that we don't immediately let a bunch of people down you don't want to be overwhelmed right right yeah which makes perfect sense yeah right? so the the people that you have been providing the service to are you seeing them come from any certain community is it mixed? Is it a lot of, because we're in a military town, all, is it military folks or? It's it's a lot of guys that have, and I'm not going to identify the community or the no, location no. or that's called, right? Yeah. It's a lot of guys that grew up in a very blue collar environment with mm -hmm. parents that had addiction problems. Mm -hmm. um, they, um, you know, just 
grew up with a in a very difficult environment and maybe didn't have the best outlook on life and they picked up some addiction issues they've had a hard roll of dice and they're trying really hard to get back on top so there seems to be a a common thread through most of these these guys and a lot of it centers around alcohol or drug addictions yeah are you from this area yeah i um my dad was a navy civilian moved here in 75 i was six months old okay grew up here uh went to uwf moved away in 98 to go work for nasa and eventually came back in 04 to have a family and stayed here until like 2011 and went to go do some work elsewhere and came back and i've been back now for like eight or nine years okay. yeah how so, about you are you from i was born and raised in memphis and relocated here 2001, 20, 22 years ago. Longer than I was in Memphis. I'd have left sooner, but I didn't know we could leave. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know you could leave Memphis. <laughs> yeah. Did they have signs at the border or yeah. something like that? He didn't the know gun, they had barbecue yeah. anywhere else. <laughs> the, the gun towers, and then they had that great barbecue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I've been to Memphis a few times. So. Yeah. The food it's, is good. Though. It's a great town. Yeah, I don't think I'd want to live there, but... And work took me away, and then I just never found a reason to get back. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Were you in the military? You no, said no. Okay. No, I okay. um, I've worked for the military over the last twenty five years of my career. The bulk of it has been working for the military, but um, I never really saw that path as something that was right for me. So you met Brett here locally. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, he was. Um, Brett kind of grew up between uh, Bruton and Pensacola and Tuscaloosa. And um, he's he's such a good person. We have we have so much in common between our love of music and hunting and and, and cooking, and just we have a lot of the same friends. Like we knew each other, gosh, 15, 18 years ago when I was living in Milton before I moved to Arizona, and then we reconnected when he started playing music in Pensacola. And it turns out that once we reconnected, we had all these same friends in the music community. It was really, uh, it was really awesome. Yeah. What yeah. is your musical background? <laughs> <laughs> High school marching band. Um, I got okay. some guitars hanging on the wall that I can't play, but when my friends come over, they can't. Um, I'm a hack at most of it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's more than me. I played trumpet in middle school. That was stuff. me. I played trumpet uh, and I didn't uh, play it very tuba. well. So, yeah, nice. Never made the marching band. I was mediocre. <laughs> I love music. A lot of vinyl. Um, so what's your next event you have planned? Oh, um, right now, unfortunately, it looks like it's going to be in December. We have our annual beard and mustache competition, which uh, we did in uh, 22. We did November beard in November. Uh, but in order to avoid the national competition that's also in November we're pushing it to December and it's going to be a December competition and we're kind of going to center that around some local punk and uh, alternative metal bands uh, that are going to join us in that it looks like it's going to be at the handlebar and we're probably going to do it the Saturday before Christmas uh, get a nice turnout for people that are home for the holidays um, and it's you know be sponsored by my beard company and uh we'll have some cool stuff oh, what's so, okay your beard company what so, is it? i have a beard company called innuendo beard company um i started i don't know eight years ago making beard product because my favorite brand went out of business and 
So I've been making it and dishing it out for free for so long that about three years ago I decided that I should probably sell it, make some money of this, instead of giving away for free. So now it's become a joke where I definitely don't make money at it, and I sell a little bit, but I give, still give a lot away. And then I sponsor a bunch of guys across the country that have fantastic mustaches and beards and travel for events and wear my hats, and it's just a good time. It's oh, okay. a party. So it's yeah. more of a hobby. It's definitely a hobby. Are you breaking not, even on no the hobby? Way, not no even way, breaking no. even. Okay. <laughs> no, no, never. I'll never break even so on this one. And it's not a profit and loss statement. It's just a loss. Oh, statement. It's just a loss statement. And, <laughs> and one of my one of my guys just tied for first place at Worlds in Germany last month in the natural mustache category. Um, and I'm like, well, that should bring in some some new orders. Nah. <laughs> So, yeah, but, um, we got about we got about thirty guys that want to go to nationals and kind of be on the innuendo beer team. So we're all gonna have hats and shirts, and we're gonna go out there and have fun. Oh, okay, stay on a beach. Yeah, we're gonna that, have fun. Yeah, apparently it's good. not quite the same as putting on the green jacket. Yeah, no, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Yeah, not near the same money. Yeah. No. Yeah, it sounds like you need a marketing person for your beard company, also. Man, so. <laughs> you know what's really cool about that? Huh. You, to get the product out of the what it looks like almost like a, it's a ten, a, a ten, skull, yeah, yeah, a ten. beard yeah. bomb. Yeah, is a, the scoop is a guitar pick. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's really kind of. A, I, I have some just. A, I don't have a beard. I just have it because it's yeah, cool. So packaging. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look like you need a lot of beard. Yeah, bombs, I don't. So. I don't. This, this doesn't get out of control too much. Yeah, yeah. This is about. I retired two years ago from the sheriff's office, right. so. Uh, this is it's finally gotten to where I kind of want it to be so yeah when I first when I first grew it out was when I was running for mayor right so I had to keep it pretty you know pretty close and, yeah and, and not that it's not anything like yours but I've always enjoyed uh, walking into a meeting with all these engineers and and sitting down at the table and people going what's he doing here and why is he talking? And then everybody uh, yeah. goes, "Yeah, he's the boss." Wait, can you give me a water? Yeah, um, I have that. Don't judge a book by its cover vibe going on, and it works for me. Yeah. So we do really well by having people underestimate us. Do it. It just gives you such a great yeah. position. Do some leverage of attack and leverage. Yeah. So oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. We work that. That's our superpower. Yeah. So, how many people are on your board? Five. Are we five or six? Six. We're okay. six. Yeah. And they're so, all just local folks. Local. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ed Adams, who you know, um, yeah. uh, he's a guitar player. He's out of Mobile right now. Uh, Victrolas and you know, what, what's his what's his old band? Uh, Chain Smoking Hags and um, Southern Heartburn. And then we have uh, Brett Benton and um, Antonio Baracall. Uh, he used to manage. Um, Cafe Single Fin and Water Boys and stuff. And Antonio actually grew up in the neighborhood with Brett. And so Antonio's dad and I are really good friends. And um, Antonio was close to Elijah because he employed him at Water Boys to play. And um, and then uh, Rusty and me, Antonio, and Rusty. So That's a pretty just, good group. It's a good group of dudes. Um, and we're doing everything we can to stay on top of issues and, and plan events. And yeah. We will definitely get the word out there for you because you know, this is a, this is a, a great thing you're doing out there, it's and especially like I said, it's only you know it's five or six of you. Yeah, none of you have backgrounds in going out and doing fundraising <laughs> and philanthropic philanthropic work or anything like that. And no. uh, 
it's just been grassroots and like it's really so, cool it's just cool to be able to you know help people and i don't even like we know some of the folks and there's a lot of them that we don't know we'll never know and that feels even better just knowing there's people out there that are getting a benefit from and it's not a lot of effort we put in and i know the events take a lot of effort but it's stretched out over some time so i stress out pretty good the, the last month before an event <laughs> but it, it in all reality it's not a ton of effort right and for the amount of good that we're getting out of it yeah so it feels really good to be able to help those folks yeah so if somebody contacts you i mean do they just say hey my name's joe i'm going through a rough time i need some help yeah and yeah. that's yeah shoot us an email um a facebook or instagram message uh you can message us through the website and uh on facebook we're the campfire fund for men's mental health is mm -hmm. the is the, the facebook site yeah and you can message us and i usually will get back to you within a few hours and normally what i do is i just go hey contact one of our therapist partners here's our phone number tell them you you talk to the campfire fund the campfire fund's going to pay for it and that's it but I they don't, don't have to fill out no, an application or no say forms. we're not this at that is, point no this is why no. i need help there is a page that's devoted to to thrive and has all the information that they would need to make that contact yeah mm -hmm. thrive would reach out yeah. to us so sometimes it works that way yeah. they contact thrive first and, and, and have to have it approved thrive, uh, thrive therapy services is the our our current um therapy partner and um jamie ottman and um and jessica mayo um and they're great and they've come to us and they said hey we have this person that needs this we have this person that needs that um we have somebody that's underage to take care of that absolutely and um so it goes both ways yeah yeah and we don't we don't have a criteria well, that, that would ever make question. us turn somebody if somebody away. wants help you yeah. put it you put them in the right our, place our, our mission statement is to provide you know mental health resources for men in the community but if um a lady needed help we're not going to say no right right yeah what's the average age of the, i'm gonna say it's probably in the late helping. 20s like 27 ish yeah just based on the folks i know that are in there probably uh like late late 20s early 30s yeah okay. which is you know that point in time where you're finally actually uh mentally developing into an adult and you've been probably out from under your parents' wing for seven, eight years. And if you haven't made good decisions, things are getting really rough. Yeah. You know, if you don't make good decisions after age of 18, by 25 or 27, you probably have some issues with drugs and alcohol, with finances, with um, relationships. So, yeah, that's a, that's a really tough place to be at that age. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of things that drive people to that situation. One of the things that I like about what we're trying to do is to get away from the stigma of people committing suicide right. and get more on board with that people fall victim to it. You know, it's a mental health issue. Oh, and yeah. so um, the gentleman we started this for, you know, it was a problem that was probably, uh, you know, more hereditary in its involvement, uh, but it was... You know, so it's not just folks that have problems, you know, with uh, drug and alcohol. Right. Uh, it can be genetic. It can sure. be uh, a chemical yeah. imbalance and yeah. those type of things. And so we're on board to do what you know is necessary to help all mm -hmm. those folks. It's not yeah. a it's not a spinoff of rehab or anything like that. Right. right. And, and as as far as uh, the 
the median, the, the median age. I know that doesn't really affect the largest group that has that issue. You know, I think it's men of 58 or mm -hmm. older, right. you know, that are the largest percentage of, of suicide victims, in, mm -hmm. at least in, in the United States. So it's really tip of the iceberg. What I hope is that through the awareness of things like this, that more people come forward to ask mm -hmm. for help and more people come forward to ask how can I help. Yeah. Because we're going to need a lot of both. I mean, we're going to need a lot of the second group to, to take care, you know, to, to fully facilitate the problem. Right. Right. So, and, and Ryan made a great point that probably none of us are really qualified to hold on to this thing a whole lot longer. But, uh, yeah. But you, you know, we've made a great start. I think we've already raised more money than we ever dreamed we thought we I would. Know that's true. And I know we're still putting every bit of it to what we decided we would do in the first place. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it really seems very healthy. You and know, I know it's it's been great therapy for the six of us yeah. that are on the board right. Yep. Right. to be doing something about it yeah. instead of just wringing our hands. It's a great right. positive use of our of our energies. It really is. And when we started this in. 22 we had the first event i'd put out i don't know 1500 bucks of my own money with posters and shirts and water boys contributed shirts and we mm -hmm. we just put out money for stuff you know and i was like well maybe we'll make enough to pay me back maybe yeah. not <laughs> and we made seven grand and i was like wow i was blown away and we went from that from thinking that we're not going to make any money to the second year we have national companies traeger and black rifle coffee donating stuff to us to to raffle off mm -hmm. and traeger gave us that really amazing two thousand dollar grill and i believe you won the black rifle stuff black no rifle i coffee, not you i ran you, you, i, I won a uh, fishing rod oh the fishing rod yeah but we had a year supply of black rifle coffee that was raffled yeah. off yeah. and it's, i'm still buying my coffee <laughs> <laughs> but i mean so it's it's, yeah. it's 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 great to know that we went from not being a 501c3 and one year later having two huge national companies mm -hmm. like on board to help us out yeah, yeah. so yeah, i think I, you guys are your your fishing rod you know that you won came to us from a sponsor that's true because that uh, the the pompano showdown fishing yeah, rodeo we were pompano. their charity of choice for their spring showdown oh okay and what i loved about those fishing rods was that People won those at the event. Kids, some and young kids. kids actually, like it was for two kids. junior winners, yeah. and yeah. they donated it to Campfire because we were also there and telling people what we were doing and why we were yeah. doing it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And two young kids, you know, just gave up their yeah, basically their trophy. Yeah. That was no, that's was. cool. Yeah, really cool. Yeah. yeah, you guys are doing good work without a doubt. Anything else you want to put out there? Um. That's a really good question. I'll try not to have a lot of dead air here. Um, no, no, it's not. <laughs> um, I think that one of the the nicest things about Pensacola is that Pensacola always comes out to support community. And so there's a community effort. It doesn't matter if it's a restaurant or a charity or whatever the event is. We've had fantastic support from the local community. It's just um, it's more than we ever thought possible. And it's just we're very thankful i'm very thankful for everything that's been um provided and that could be phil providing us the the space here at Emerald republic um that's all the local vendors that have given us gift cards or merchandise or supported us with food um music the musicians this year were absolutely fantastic and we had a couple of national acts that supported us so it's just 
it's a really good feeling to know that the community is going to come out and support something like this and for the folks that need help it's not just the the six of us that are behind you it's the entire community that yeah. wants to see a, that wants to see you get the treatment you need get the help you need and be successful anything else you'd like to add tony and i'm not putting it if you <laughs> no i i just uh, would just invite anybody that is struggling with this issue whether there's somebody who's contemplating it for themselves mm -hmm. or whether there's somebody who knows somebody or has known somebody that we're offering you an opportunity to do something about it right Either yeah. get in contact to get help or get in contact to be a part of the solution right and so we would invite it's, you know the more money we spend can can spend or have to spend the more we can of this problem we can attack right. so um, no amount is too small you know as we mentioned earlier one of our big proceeds comes in from people doing their birthday fundraiser on facebook you know when that first happened and you would see people raise like twelve dollars or something you know it, we, we we had no idea that it would turn into what it is now. at the end of the month those twenty dollar donations add up to hundreds and thousands of dollars yeah, so it's, it's, it's fantastic it's really really and, um, incredible just to see the community come out but there's so much more to do and we've just really nicked it at this point maybe um, yeah. so we'd invite everybody to get involved and let's take it to that next level let's put us out of a job so that we really do need somebody that yeah, knows what perfect. to do. Yeah. I, uh, we, have a, we have a promotional video coming out. We're uploading soon to Facebook, YouTube, and um, Chad Sanders helped us with that during our last event. And Brett I honestly said it best, and his quote from that is, if you need help, get help, and if you're having trouble finding help, we're here to help. Yeah. So, and that's that's it. We're yeah. here. Looks pretty perfect. So. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate it, guys. Um, like I said, you guys are doing some really good work, and uh, I'll do whatever I can can do to help cool. out. And uh, let me know what's going on, and we'll, yeah. we'll do what we can. We appreciate that. We appreciate you giving us the ability to get our message out. Yeah. So uh, thank I'm, you very I'm much. I'm not Joe Rogan, but we'll, <laughs> not yet. Give me another few months. Yeah, yeah, a few more months. Yeah. No but, worries. But we'll get it out there. Cool. Okay. okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Steve. Thanks so much. Yeah. Catch a case, I wouldn't